Hello and welcome to Transmissions from Tatooine, episode 40, the show that covers all the Star Wars films, TV shows, books, comics and more in no apparent order. I'm your host, Ollie, here with our other fantastic host, JM. Hey everyone. And may the 4th be with you, because today we're going to be doing a special episode for May the 4th where we're going to discuss the best things to have come out in the last year, so since last May the 4th. This is Transmissions from Tatooine, coming to your data pairs from, well, not Tatooine actually, uh. So, yeah, as we said at the top, um, today we're going to be doing a special episode for May the 4th, and we are going to be talking about the best things to have happened Star Wars-wise in the last year so since last may the 4th and overall Janth, what do you think of kind of the star wars content we've had in the last year um yeah it's been a bit uh i because of the pandemic and everything i think it was a bit limited you know yeah i would describe it as quality not quantity because i feel like the star wars we have had has been some of the best Star Wars we've gotten, but there's not been yeah. nearly as much as there has been in previous years. Um, yeah. You know, there hasn't been a movie in 2020. Um, you did get The Mandalorian, which was amazing, but um, yeah, it's been kind of a slower year. And I think part of that is to do with the pandemic, but um, yeah so um without further ado shall we um dive in with our number five so you want to do yours first yeah so my number five is the into fire comic yeah that's a really good comic um i've only read i'm because i'm on marvel unlimited i haven't gotten all the way through it yet but that's a really cool art so far isn't it when um vader yeah sorry my dog's making a guest appearance in the background um it yeah i think uh and i particularly enjoyed the sort of tie into the rise of skywalker with ochi of bastoon coming into the comic on mustafar and trying to hunt vader down i thought was interesting because I quite like when you sort of have something in the film that's never been seen before and then they go back and sort of ingrain it more in canon. I feel like it makes the universe feel more connected, if you like. Yeah. Yeah, the comics do really add a lot more. <laughs> so, yeah, I think um, it's a really good comic and the whole of that, a uh, new Vader comic is really good. I, I feel like Vader is just one of those characters that you can't really go wrong with, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, and so do you have anything else you want to add for Vader or Into Fire? Uh, no, it's it's a really good comic, that's all. I mean, we've talked about the first arc, yeah? 
Yeah, the first arc of it where he goes to Naboo and hopefully, probably after Bad Batch is done now, because I expect we'll be doing Bad Batch um, for most yeah. of our episodes uh, coming up soon. Um, yeah, so anything else on Interfire or should we move swiftly on? Uh, yeah, we'll move on. Cool. Uh, so my number five was um, the Thrawn reveal in um, The Mandalorian Season 2. So um, this is in the fifth episode, which is chapter... No, I'm trying to do my math. Chapter 13, I believe. Yeah, I think chapter 13 confusing. I wish they'd go season two, episode five, rather than uh, yeah. yeah. Eight, eight plus five is thirteen. I'm glad to say I can do that maths. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's in chapter thirteen, the Jedi, um, and at the end of that, when um, Ahsoka is fighting uh, Morgan Elsbeth, I that's her name, isn't it? I think. Uh, yeah, I think. Correct us if we're wrong by leaving a comment that we don't know how to read. But um, <laughs> if, um, yeah, I in that fight, which the whole fight is just so cool, isn't it? And I feel like the way Dave Filoni did it and sort of filmed it like a samurai movie almost um, was really yeah. and kind of just the shots and kind of the whole episode really looks really beautiful like you can there are so many frames in that episode that you could just screenshot and use as your wallpaper background couldn't you <laughs> yeah uh, i think my favorite is probably that one you know where you have kind of the silhouette of ahsoka and grogu sort of sitting by that campfire with the moon in the background um, and all the trees, I think that's probably one of the coolest shots. Um, yeah. And then also, you know, the opening where you have a going through the forest and it's all smoky and she just turns her lightsabers on and it glows and everyone sees her and then she turns them off and moves somewhere else and that opening was really cool and I kind yeah. did kind of think going into it that they were going to make us wait till the very end I got tongue tied there make us wait till the very end to see um, Ahsoka but uh, no they didn't write into it which was good and yeah. I think Rosario Dawson did um, a really good job as Ahsoka I still wish that um, Ashley Eckstein had at least dubbed Ahsoka's voice because um, I feel like her voice is kind of Ahsoka's voice, so I wish they'd done that. But other than that, I thought Ahsoka was pulled off really well. Yeah, she that episode was really good. Yeah. I, what do you think is the best episode of Mandalorian? I think for me, I don't know. It might 
be chapter three um, or it might be chapter 16. Um, and then you're like, that one will probably come in pretty close to those two as well. Um, I feel like, you know, there's only one sort of mediocre episode of The Mandalorian, and that is um, chapter 10, Frog Lady. <laughs> um, ooh, I, uh, I'm not Frog Lady's biggest fan, but... Um, Whoa, what was chapter 10 again? Uh, it's actually the passenger, but chapter 10, Frog Lady, is what I think it should yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was. I think they actually of... called it chapter 10, The Frog Lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was kind of. I guess it's just. It was sort of more of a maybe horror but not quite horror but you know sort of that chase by the giant ice spider monsters um that was sort yeah. of more horror and i don't really enjoy the horror genre i tend to prefer sort of sci-fi fantasy which uh you know star wars is pretty much the perfect blend of sci-fi and fantasy so no surprise that i like it so much um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, he went yeah, I, I guess you could see there. it. But um, yeah. yeah, when Ahsoka asks Morgan Elspeth or whatever her name is, um, where Grand Admiral Thrawn is, um, that I think you know sets up so many things for where the Star Wars universe can sort of go next, doesn't it? Um. Yeah. And I am predicting that Thrawn is gonna become kind of sort of if, if if we're likening it to the MCU, I think Thrawn is gonna be Thanos and we're gonna lead up to a sort of infinity war with all these different TV shows telling their stories and then coming together for this sort of big I don't know what it'll be, whether it's a movie, uh, like special yeah. on Disney Plus, whatever, don't care, but I think that's going to be really, really cool. Um, so, yeah. Uh, do you want to move on to your number four then? Yeah, so my number four is the. Star Wars Squadrons game. Yep. So uh, I played a bit of it in your house, and it was it was That's really great. in my house. Well, could you repeat that? I didn't. I said back when you were allowed at, at my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, it was a great game, and. We did this whole episode about it, about how good it is. Yeah. So, uh, I just summarize it, I guess. So, I personally like it because of how um, the rest of the Star Wars, you, you know, other than the Mandalorian, 
the rest of the Star Wars movies and TV shows are based on Jedi and all these superpower people. It never really showed us. Well, yeah, the majority is, I would say. Um, yeah, the majority. Uh, even the Mandalorian, I would argue, was sort of tied to that because you've got Grogu or Baby Yoda, who yeah. is a force but, user. So he... But it wasn't like taking down Palpatine and you know, or that yeah. kind of scale. It's yeah, I know what you mean, kind of having a nice offshoot of the Skywalker saga. Um, and I think that's one thing that I'm looking forward to kind of seeing more of is sort of now that we're done with the Skywalker saga, um, seeing where they go next, because um, there's a huge galaxy that they can explore. Um, and yeah, yeah. I'm intrigued to see what they do with Rogue Squadron, because um, I feel like that is probably gonna be sort of similar in terms of it's a story about fighter pilots. Um, hopefully, the story might be a little bit better. Because if I had a criticism of Squadrons, I would say it would be that the story was sort of a a fun, light-hearted story rather than a dark, sort of, not necessarily dark, but kind of a deep character story. Yeah, deep's a better word than dark. Dark, Dark's the wrong word, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think another thing that's really good for that is, um, have you read the Poe Dameron comic? Uh, I haven't. You should check that out. Yeah, um, it's uh, another kind of fighter pilot story, but as you'd never guess from the title, like Poe Dameron, the main character is Poe Dameron, and it follows him and his kind of elite fighter squadron, Black Squadron, um, on kind of this series of covert missions, um, and that's a really good story and it sort of has a bit more of that sort of depth that I think Squadron's story didn't really have and that's not really a criticism to Squadron's because I feel like it was like you were buying it for the sort of fighter pilot experience rather than an yeah. amazing story but um but but the experience was really good as well. They, it had yeah, the, loads the experience of, of you know flying yeah. ships or you know. It had lots of mechanics and. Yeah. Yeah. I'd really love to try it with like the VR headset. Um, I feel like that would yeah. be like super immersive. Um, but that requires a VR headset. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anything else you want to add in terms of Star Wars Squadrons? No. Okay. Um, so my number four is um The Light of the Jedi, um, which is Charles Soule's um book which launched the High Republic series. Um and I think that um, sort of going back to what I said earlier about looking forward to seeing where they're going to go with 
Star Wars now they're done with the Skywalker saga and can explore, excuse me, kind of offshoots of the Star Wars story. And I feel like The Light of the Jedi was sort of one of those kind of going back, what is it, 200 years-ish, um, to sort of seeing the Jedi at the height of their power and completely unrelated from the Skywalker saga. And I feel like that was a really, it it was just a really good story, um, which is always yeah. good. And then it's, you know, that's really what you want is a really good story. Um, and then um, also sort of setting up the universe of the High Republic for other stories to come and for other stories to happen in that sort of time period. Um, I feel like it sort of introduced the universe in a way that nothing since the original Star Wars has really had to do because there's always been the original Star Wars to do that. But now that we're so far away from the rest of the Star Wars saga, um, it sort of had to set up its own own world and own parameters because kind of the parameters of the world are different to the Star Wars saga, like hyperspace travel is dangerous and risky and unreliable, which just isn't the case in 200 years down the line when you have um, the, the main Star Wars story happening. Um, and yeah, and then as with pretty much anything written by Charles that's Star Wars related, um, it's just a really good story, um, lots of action, lots of excitement, um, but then also lots of, I guess, characters and sort of emotional storytelling as well as the sort of excitement um, of just the action. Yeah. Yeah. So should we move on to number three then? Yeah. So my number three is um, the Clone Wars season seven finale. Yeah, I've, I've got that even further up my list, but yeah, it's just, I mean, heartbreaking. Yeah but uh, amazing at the same time. Um, and yeah. It's yeah, I feel like... A really, it's a really good ending to the seven seasons worth of... Yeah. Yeah, and... And also sort of rounding off Ahsoka's story, even though it's not the end of her story, if that makes sense. Um, it's like we've already seen her in Rebels, and then we know she's in The Mandalorian now. Yeah. Kind of knew back then. That was sort of when we started getting the rumours. Um, but, um, yeah, and then I feel like just sort of did that final season of The Clone Wars, and this is kind of cheating because... Um, the final episode, Victory and Death, came out on May the 4th, so exactly a year ago. And then um, the others came out, you know, weeks before that. Um, yeah. 
but we'll let it pass. There's no one to tell us we can't. Um, and yeah, just sort of that whole final arc, um, I think was, I want to say the best Clone Wars that we'd ever had. Possibly the wrong Jedi arc from the end of season five might be up there to challenge it, but um, I feel like that's the only other one that could possibly have that title. But yeah, I feel like it's just a fantastic arc of the Clone Wars, really. Um, yeah. And anything to do with Order 6 really is sort of tragic, but brilliant to watch at the same time, whether it's the actual Revenge of the Sith movie um, or the Clone Wars or Jedi Fallen Order or the Kanan comics, whatever. It's all, all really, really cool. And I feel like Order 66 and that's at a time right after it, which we're getting in Bad Batch, which I'm very much looking forward to seeing um, as soon as it comes out, um, which it hasn't come out yet. It hopefully will by the time you're hearing this episode. Um, and yeah, just it's it's fantastic, really. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. sure that's there's enough adjectives I know of to describe it, but yeah. Uh, and then my number three uh, is it's not so much Star Wars content, it's um, actually starting this podcast, which I've really enjoyed doing since, when was that? Uh, August, I think, um, and yeah, re really, uh, I've kind of just, you know, started it in House of Lockdown when we were all bored um, to give me something to do, and 40 episodes later, we're still going, and I'm really enjoying it, um, and I hope that you guys listening are enjoying it too, and yeah. Um, Not sure I've got a whole lot to add to that. Um, yeah, I think something something I've re really really liked doing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so what's your number two then? Getting getting close to the end now. My number two was um the Mandalorian season two episode five the. Uh, right. the, chapter 13, so the Jedi. Yep. And when we first see Ahsoka, and it's just... That was one of the best episodes of The Mandalorian I've seen. It's got so much... Um, you know, it's just... Yeah. First off, we've never seen... Ahsoka in live action before. No. And then, and then there's Baby Yoda coming <laughs> into the scene as well, and it's just 
really wrong with that <laughs> um, yeah and then the episode itself where yeah. um, they just yeah, infiltrated okay. this entire you know um the, uh, you could see the government of the city kind of yeah i guess yeah. uh yeah and what was what's her title now um she did have a title um yeah she did have some sort of command title but i've forgotten yeah. it now yeah uh, but yeah that i think we talked about it earlier but yeah it is just a fantastic episode um with some fantastic characters by a fantastic director <laughs> um <laughs> yeah and yeah um so then my number two we also have already talked about um and that is uh victory and death um so the final episode of the final arc of the final season of the clone wars um and again this whole whole episode is just sort of so amazing because it's kind of so constantly action-packed but there's also so much character work going on in it um and so you've got kind of the tragedy of rex and ahsoka uh, and then you've sort of got the visual spectacle of kind of like those shots of the um, the Jedi cruiser as it's crashing towards that um, moon um, and just coming apart. Um, and then you've got all the planes um, turning against them, which is just sort of so tragic, like Order 66 was. Um, and yeah, the whole thing is just just fantastic. Uh, yeah. Um, and then so should we move on to number one? So what is your best thing to have come out of the last year of Star Wars content? So this is also a Mandalorian episode. Yeah. And it's the final, the the finale of season two. Yeah. <laughs> the main thing of that episode was probably Luke Skywalker. <laughs> well, my number one is quite literally Luke reveal, <laughs> is what I've written. <laughs> um, so yes, I I agree. Um, yeah, the um, entire season is just the Mandalorian trying to find the Jedi and in the end it, we find out that it's the Luke Skywalker. Yeah, and I feel like that reveal was so amazing because it wasn't spoiled, a bit like uh, Baby Yoda was um, and just sort of, you know, when um, it, when the X-Wing comes in and they sort of slowly tease you and they play a couple of notes of Luke's theme and then they give you just this black and white image of a guy in a black cloak walking down a corridor 
and then he pulls out a lightsaber. Then you find out the lightsaber's green. Then you see he has a gloved hand, and then it just slowly all the pieces fit together. Um, and yeah, I just I, it was pulled off so well, barring a couple of CGI loop criticisms, um, which yeah. Uh, I always feel like if you're not looking for the scenes in that Luke Skywalker, you're not going to see them. Um, so I always try to just sort of not focus on that, which is, uh, you know, easier said than done um, when you kind of know it's there. But if you try to not look for the scenes, you're not going to see them. Um, and yeah, I just... Yeah, the whole the whole reveal was amazing, and then the whole rest of the episode was fantastic. Um, I feel like Giancarlo yeah. Esposito was probably the star, if you ask me. Um, it like that man knows how to act, um, and like when he's uh, he's the actor of Moff Gideon, um, and uh, like when they're in the, on the bridge, and he's sort of gloating about the dark saber and how one of them's gonna have to fight the other to get it and just yeah. that, that whole situation and it also sets up a lot of potential stuff for season two doesn't it um yeah <laughs> you sort of summarized everything i wanted to say about the episode as well <laughs> yeah uh and i've feel like we kind of did both at once because we both agree that um, the final episode of The Mandalorian Season 2 is probably the best thing in the last year of Star Wars. Um, yes. And may there be many more to come. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I really hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, it was a bit, bit of a special one for May the 4th. Um, and hopefully our next episode is going to be on the Bad Batch, which I am really excited for. Um, and uh, yeah, um, thank you for listening to today's episode. Please be sure to follow and subscribe and leave us a comment that we don't know how to read, but somehow mysteriously helps the show. Um, and maybe leave us a rating or review and I hope you'll consider giving us five stars and I am running out of things to say so we have spoken and may the fourth be with you